Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that Jim and Steve Watch a Show are now on social media. Please follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Jim and Steve Watch a Show. There, you can find out what TV show they will be watching next to enhance your listening experience. Also, feel free to give them suggestions for shows to watch or even a nerd challenge idea. Thanks for listening. Um, so, ambassadors. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I almost had to watch it in two parts to just kind of really digest what it was. I, uh, I watched 20 minutes of it, and then I went back and I restarted it and started taking notes. Jim and Steve watch a show. They watch a show that you've never seen. Welcome, everybody, to Jim and Steve Watch a Show, Season 3, Episode 2. And in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at a show called ambassadors my name is jim and my name is steve and steve would you like to tell everybody what our podcast is all about every week we look at all of the streaming services we try to find shows that either you haven't heard of or overlook for one reason or another we watch the first episode we review it and then we tell you whether or not we would watch the entire season right and again today we're going to take a look at ambassadors I'd like to start off with some basic background information about the show. So, Steve, what did you find out? So, Ambassadors is a British show. I guess I would probably call this a dramedy. It has some funny elements, but I think it's probably slanting more political drama than flat-out comedy. One season, three episodes. Uh, the first episode was October 23rd of 2013, episode 2, October 30th, episode 3 on November 6th. So if you've watched the first episode, you've watched a third of all of it. So I think it's not that bad of an ask. Uh, <laughs> each episode runs about 50 minutes. At the time of this recording, it was through Amazon Prime. And the two main actors are David Mitchell and Robert Webb, who you may know from a show called Peep Show. Yeah, and this is not Peep Show. <laughs> no, it is not. That is true. Uh, and what's interesting is uh, when we picked this show, when I saw them, I thought, oh, this would be a, a comedy. But you're right. This is way more into the, the dramedy or drama yeah. category, as you said. Uh, which is a little unexpected. Yep. Not necessarily good or bad, just unexpected. Uh, so... Next is our summary challenge. And in our summary challenge, we'd like to uh, give a synopsis of the first episode, hopefully in a minute or less, hit all the plot points. And I think you're going first this time. I do, and I will do my darndest to keep this under a minute. Yeah, you're, you're going to have your work. I'm glad you're going first. You're going to have your work cut out <laughs> for you on, on this one. I will give it a shot. So this takes place in the fictional country of Tazbekistan. You have David Mitchell, who is the British ambassador to Tazbekistan. Robert Webb works in his cabinet at the embassy there. And they are trying to get the president of Tazbekistan to buy a helicopter contract for $2 billion. As part of that, David Mitchell goes on a hunting trip with him. He accidentally kills the country's uh, national animal, which is an ibex. He then pins it on the French ambassador because that's the main competition for the helicopter bid. That's one plot line. <laughs> Aside from that, you have a British political activist who is in prison and he's going to be put to death if they don't do something about it. 
Then aside from that, you have Robert Webb being blackmailed by a Tazbekistan intelligence agency to feed them information about the British embassy. All of these things sort of come to a head by the end of the episode. Uh, and then aside from all of that, they they have like a, a luncheon to try to impress everybody by it's like, here's all the best things Britain has to offer. And they're all terrible. Yeah, that's right. that, that was, that was good. Um, I'm definitely in, in mine. Yeah. There's so, there's so many different plot lines. I, I definitely, uh, Probably not going to cover all of them. So it's tricky. Will, it's very tricky. Yeah, this is tough. That was great, though. That was a great job. So here, here's my go. So yes, this takes place in fictional Tazbekistan, uh, supposedly in Central Asia. The two main characters are Neil and Keith, and they're from the British Foreign and Commonwealth Office. Um, so as you said, Keith goes on a hunt with the president of Tazbekistan to try to win a helicopter contract. Neil is dealing with a human rights activist that got arrested. Um, these two storylines intersect, like you said, at, and I was trying to figure out who the person was. It was the dinner for someone that was related to the president of Tazbekistan. I think it was his nephew or son or something or stepson. Um, comes down to just the English and French are vying for the helicopter contract. Dinner was a success. Keith gets 20 minutes to go speak to the president alone but he uses the time not for the helicopter contract, but for something else. And uh, so that, that plays out eventually. And then there's this whole other B storyline about a British entertainer. <laughs> and as you mentioned, a blackmail, uh, I forgot about the blackmail storyline as well. So there's <laughs> all that going on in, in 50 minutes. Yeah, it really was a lot. And, and you hit other details that I hadn't even got to. So this is a show that I think you need to pay attention to if yeah. you're going to watch all three episodes because I'm betting each episode is crammed with all this stuff. Yeah, I think I told you that I, I started watching it, restarted it, and had to take notes. And I took it in two parts. I'm like, <laughs> I, I need to digest the first half of this and then go back for the second half. Yeah, it's just like, because, I mean, these are these are the kinds of shows that I'm I'm awful at getting the details. Like, I, I really had to pay attention to, to kind of like, Yep. know what was going on so but there's a lot of characters for for what it is so yeah yeah it really <laughs> so it's a summary challenge um so on to points of interest clarification one might need in order to better enjoy the show or understand this show <laughs> so what did you have here well and i i guess that that's probably the the main point is you just have to actually sit down and watch this. Yeah. It's not something like hyperdrive that you can just have on or, no. you know, ultra Q that it's just, it's in the background. You need to pay attention or you're going to probably not know what's going on. I almost kind of equate it as a non action version of like one of the born movies where if you're not <laughs> watching it and you go to the bathroom and come back, it's That's over. Right. Like you don't know what's oh, going yeah. on anymore. Yeah, there's no bathroom break in this or snack break. No. You you would be lost. <laughs> yeah, you really there. need to be paying attention. Yeah, um, so that's that's a, a a great point. Some some things that I added were um, so no off the bat. Tazbekistan is not a real country, right? Um, I guess some familiarity and interest in politics, diplomacy. Like if you don't like that kind of stuff, this show will not be for you, right? Um, and of the 
David Mitchell and Robert Webb shows, this seems very different from the other ones I've seen. So just know that this is different from maybe what you would expect seeing them attached to the show. Yes. Yeah. Um, anything else for, for clarification, you think? Or anything no, you know, I, other than, than just knowing it's a political show and that you have to pay attention, I think you could pretty well just sit down and watch this. There's not yeah. like a lot that would confuse you from a cultural standpoint. So I, I think right. you could just sit down and watch this show. Well, there are a lot of toasts you'd have to remember. Well, and I, that was going to be one of my strengths <laughs> of the show. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's a, a great segue. So some positive strengths of the show, things that you liked about it. So what do you got? So what, what like I said, it's a, it's a dramedy, but there is some funny in it. And one yeah. of the parts I thought really shined was on this hunting trip, they have like like a large, I don't know if they call it a yurt, but like a large tent. Yeah. And yeah. after the day of hunting, they're drinking. And the way that the president is weeding out some of the countries from the running for this helicopter contract is who can drink the most. Yeah. And so as they're drinking, they have to do these toasts in a certain order. And the, the main character actually had them written on his hand because there are so many he couldn't remember them all. And as they're drinking, you're seeing different countries just pass out drunk because they just had too much. And that's yeah. a pretty funny part. I thought that was good. I think the other part that threw me is when um, David's character called Robert, like Robert was competent, which he rarely is. In the, right. <laughs> right. Really a competent character. And that really, I thought that was kind of funny. That, yeah. It really <laughs> kind of turned it on his head because you know him from other things where he's yeah. the opposite of that. Exactly. And he's like, he knew all of these toasts like off the top of his head. I'm like, wait a second. Really, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not that's, right. That's not right. That shouldn't be. Well, and uh, whenever they did that, like taste of Britain lunch, that was funny because it yeah. was just all terrible. And every so single bad. person that was there, even the British people were like, this is just terrible. This is all terrible. And even though in passing, I mentioned that beeline with the British entertainer, that, that was a pretty funny arc. I had say his performance was yes. really funny and the, it paid off at the end of the episode. So that, that was all great. Um, yeah. It seems like for somebody who knows a little bit more about maybe politics and diplomacy, this might be like smart inside baseball commentary. I, I just don't know enough. Yeah. About it. Like if you worked in an embassy, a lot of this would probably have a second level of humor that maybe yeah. as just a common person watching it, you wouldn't know. Yeah. So from the outside looking in, it appears to be kind of a smart commentary. And of course it's got, you know, nice dry humor to it. Yep. So I, I liked all that, but as far as weaknesses and drawbacks, um, what, what did you have here? Well, and I'm going to put this as almost an in-between on positives and negatives. Okay. Because like you say, if you know these actors from other shows, I think you walk into the show with some preconceived notions of what it's going to be. Yes. I, and that's not really fair. <laughs> no. Because I, And I, I did that. I, I, I did. I came I, into this saying, yep. well, I've seen Peep Show. I know what to expect. <laughs> yep. That's and, exactly what I did. And it is not that. And that's no. that's fine. Like, that's, that's not their fault. And it, yeah. not every show has to be the same. No. But I think you would almost enjoy this more if you've never seen these guys in anything else. Agreed. And then you watch Peep Show after. Yes. And then you would say, holy crap, like this is totally different shows. Yes. But by going in, having already seen them in something else, I thought I knew what this is going to be. And I was wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, I couldn't have said that. couldn't have said it better myself. I, that's the exact same trap I fell into. So it's not a positive. It's not a weakness. It's just no. for your information. Uh, but but as for weaknesses, I, I think maybe they could have dropped a, one of the B plots, and it yeah. would have just been a bit leaner. I, yes. I think is the word. I think it's overly complex at times. Um, like out of nowhere, there's like that blackmail plot, like you said, but then never really kind of revisited. And this sort of felt long, you know, like 50 minutes yes. can go by fast and sometimes it can go by slow. And I have to say this one kind of trudged along a little bit for, for me. Yeah. Um, and, and knowing that there's only three, I guess they probably figured, well, we got three shots at this. Yeah. So we've got to cram the content in to get through all the storylines. But then again, if you'd have just dropped one of the lesser storylines, I, I think it would have worked out better. Yeah, I agree. There's just so much going on. Um, and we're not even getting into like, um, like there's also like some, seems to be some, some like one of the guys, um, Neil is dating like a bartender who seems yes. to be connected. And then I forgot the whole other thing where somebody's always listening to Keith yeah, so yeah, the Tazbekistan intelligence agency yeah. has bugged his entire house. Yeah. It's like, well, why do you even need to blackmail anybody? You've already yeah. got everything. I, so there's right. these cuts to those guys every once in a while. It's just so much going on. Like you said, if you trim back some of that, I think it would have been much leaner. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess that would be my weakness is I think if they could have dropped just one of the B plots, it would have yeah. been a much cleaner show. Agreed. Uh but would you watch the entire season? So would you watch all three of these? Do you think? Yes. No, no. If this was if this was twenty episodes, I think my answer would be no. Knowing yeah. that it's three, I think I'd watch all three. Yeah, I, I, I would be the same way. I, I'd give it another shot because honestly, after I got off the over the initial shock of this not being kind of what I thought it was going to be. And then letting it sit for a little bit, it kind of grew on me a little bit to the point yep. where I'm like, yeah, I, I could probably finish this once I've settled, settled into it. Um, you you know, maybe it's like you watch Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And you watch him in Billy Madison. Yeah. And then you like, so you think you know what it is. And then without knowing what it's about, you go see Spanglish. Yes. Yeah. And you're like. Well, this or isn't funny. Punch, punch drunk love. Yeah, punch drunk love. Right. right. So it's yeah. it's not bad. It's just different, different. than what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So once once that's out of the way, then yeah, I, I think it could be could be fun. It could be yeah. Fun. Um, yeah. There's some some good moments in it. Um, all right. So yes, we would watch it. I think yeah, three three episodes. I'm it's already thirty three percent of the way through. Yeah, it's like the shortest one we've reviewed so far. <laughs> um, so how does this rank compared to the other shows we reviewed this we've reviewed this season? We've uh, only watched Allison Borderland so far. So we have two in, in contention or um, in competition with one another. We have Allison Borderland and Ambassadors. Which one's going to take your number one spot? I, I think I'm going to put this one at number two. And, and the only real reason why is, as you said, there were certain points where it dragged a bit. Mm -hmm. I felt like Allison Borderland... And, and again, this is because they're two very different shows. It had a bit more action that moved yeah. things along. Yeah. With this, it's it's a lot of talking. Yes. 
uh, I, I would do the exact same thing. I'd put Alice in Borderland first and Ambassador second. In fact, I've already watched another episode episode of Alice in Borderland. So that kind of telling, I guess, right? So I'm already kind of going back to it. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I still think I'll watch all the ambassadors. But like yes, you said, I, I, was, I will. I will. Even if it was like 10, six, six episodes, like a normal British season, I might be skeptical. So three, three might be the sweet spot for this one. Yeah, they did a good job by knowing that, and they kept it at three. <laughs> um, all right, so on to this day in nerd history. I'm excited to to hear what what's going on in now, terms this, of this is another today. meandering path, but I'll get there. Okay. So yeah. on January 10th of 1863, and today's the 11th. I had to cheat by a day. Okay. <laughs> the first subway opened in London. Oh, okay. Now you're probably saying, well, cool, that, that's interesting, but that is interesting. how does it have to do with you know nerd anything? Yeah. Think of how many movies and video games and even music videos rely yeah. on subways that's for true. so much of their plot. Like you ever see a movie like The Warriors? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, uh oh, what is it? Um not Dirty Harry, Death Wish, Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah, that's been a while since. And like that. the second Ghostbusters movie has a lot in the subway. Yes, the that's Matrix, true. you know, the, yes, the first yeah. showdown with Agent Smith, that huge showdown in the subway. Like, yeah, none of those things would exist if not for the invention of the subway. And I'm sure the guy at the time was probably not really worried about making good movies, <laughs> like, but it has this, this ripple be- effect. Gonna be a great set for action films moving forward. Yeah, I don't care about transportation. <laughs> ah, I want to see some cool stuff on the screen. No, you're right. Like, there's always like, I remember in the '80s there would be these movies where like, like suburban kids would end up in the city, and there's always like a subway scene, like Adventures in Babysitting. They, <laughs> right. They, they end up in the in the subway in the middle of a fight. So yeah, it's like this. It's like this uh, touchstone, oftentimes for like. Um, you know, city life or like fish out of water, city life stuff. And, so, yeah. and it's always like an easy way to say, you, you know, they're in a big city mm-hmm. because there's a subway. Yeah. And I think even um, <laughs> when they use it in Seinfeld with like Kramer going out to try to get the, get, get the, the sandwich and get, get back the, in get or something sandwich yeah. and get back in and in time. And yeah, there's so many, um, yeah, that's a really that's a really good one. You're you're right. It's like a backdrop for so so many types of of movies. And and like I played all the Fallout games, and especially in Fallout Three because it takes place in Washington D.C. Yeah, there are many subways that you can go down into, and they're like nest of these ghouls. And so many video games rely on it because they're dark, they're kind of dingy. You know, yeah. there's a lot of blind corners. Yeah. And, and even now that I think about it, the most recent Indiana Jones movie had a pretty significant chase scene in a New York subway. Oh, did it? I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen it. I was just thinking for some reason, like, doesn't speed end in a subway? Is that right? You know, it has been a long time. You're right. They, I have to they, look. It, they, it may. They weave that, that whole. <laughs> it must be like a writer's go to. They're like, what do we need here? Subway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if we can't go to an island, it's got to be down to the subway. Subway. Yeah. Well, that was great. That was really cool. Yeah. I, I totally think that fits the, the nerd category because it, it dovetails so so much. I feel like, um, wasn't Lex Luthor's lair 
and the original Superman, like in a subway. I the, believe the, you're correct. I think it was Christopher Reeves movie. So yeah, it seems yeah. like it's now that I think about it, now that you're saying it, it's like, yeah, it's it's like everywhere. Well, and, and I was looking, I'm like, what would be a good one for this week? And then I I kept on coming across this. I'm like, obviously it's important, you know, mass transportation is very important. But then I'm sure. like, but think about it within the context of how many movies and shows and games you've played in your life. Right. They're all involved in the subway. You don't really think about it at the time. So I wonder. Subway is different than a monorail, right? So yep. yeah. So monorail is must must have been later because I immediately think of that Simpsons episode. Monorail. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they had a subway episode, but again, you know, mass mass transit driving the plot line. Well, and I was of. thinking about the Batman and Spider-Man movies, but I think that those were like elevated train systems. Oh. Because they're like they had big arches. Like remember, uh, I think it was Spider-Man 2, whenever Toby Maguire is on the front of the train and he's got the webs and he's trying to stop it because yeah. it, his brakes are out. Yes. And then in Batman begins, whenever Scarecrow is pumping that gas through the city uh-huh. there, he's having a fight with the, the ninja guys that trained him up on the elevated train. So okay. I don't know if I'd really call those subways, but even that is kind of along the same vein. Sure. Yeah. Well, that was good. That was, yeah, that was really clever. Um, so uh, I hope everybody enjoyed our review of ambassadors please join us next week as we uh pick another show out of the streaming universe to to take a look at um my name is jim and my name is steve thank you jim and steve are watch a show that watches a show to zoom it